Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconato Podcast on this Monday, 1025, 2021 edition. I'm so glad that you're here. And welcome to the Remnant Warriors. Welcome to Gideon's 300. Thank you for standing. Thank you for continuing to stand. Listen, I just got back from Aiken, South Carolina, where we had a wonderful group of patriots out there. My uh, dear friend's farm, it's called Goshen Farm. And uh, we had Michelle and Jeremy that hosted this amazing event. So I want to shout out to them and to all the patriots that came out. Uh, Dr. Brian Artis was there. Uh, We had Brad Barton and a few other friends of ours uh, that were out there and speaking at this amazing event. And uh, John DeLemme, just so many people, I can't even think of all the people I talked to out there. Um, Great conversations, um, really just encouraging to see this happening all around the country. This weekend, there were so many different events. There was like an event in Utah, a bunch of Patriots. There was an event in Vegas with a bunch of Patriots. There was an event in, well, you know, our event down in South uh, Carolina. It wasn't really my event, but I attended it and and spoke at it. Uh, And then there was the event uh, here in Nashville at the Grand Old Opry where a bunch of my friends were at. I mean, it... This is expanding. This movement is growing. And I want you to be encouraged because people are waking up. God is on the move. And listen, the more that we press in, the more that we go deeper, um, the more that we understand what God is trying to do in awakening his church, his ecclesia, his body of Christ, we were made for a time as this. There's a theme that's developing. There's a, a narrative that's developing that God does want to move, that he's not done with America. But there are things that we need to do. And of course, the big thing, the recipe for revival found in Second Chronicles 7.14 is to repent. We've got to repent. We've got to get rid of some of these age-old habits and these bad things that we picked up as a church culture, as a Christian community that we picked up along the way. The seeker-friendlyism. The adaptation where we've tried to be relevant by being more like the world. That's not what we need. God wants us to come out from among them. And on today's show, I want to talk about a post that I just did. And I'll probably do a video about this at some point. Today's a really busy day. Just talked to Kirk Cameron. He's going to be out here in Nashville this Thursday. I'm going to attend an event with him. Amazing. Uh, He's been out there talking about the topic of revival. Just posted a, a video uh, yesterday from Jim Caviezel, he actually just spoke at one of these conferences I was talking about here in Nashville, standing for truth, speaking out, letting people know what we got to do. I mean, this is an awakening. This is an awakening. But like Jim Caviezel said, we are headed into a storm. This is a season where we're going to have to uh, really buckle the, down the hatches and really understand there is a cost to this. And uh, in order for us to fight for our freedom, in order for us to stand, we're going to have to pay a cost. And we paid a cost, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, uh, I often mention it, but I, I don't often get into the details about the spiritual warfare, about the attacks. And, you know, I'm not here trying to get accolades for that or pats on the back. It just comes with the territory. Because when you're over the target, that's the kind of stuff that happens, right? And for the remnant warriors that are listening to this broadcast where you're standing and you're pushing back, and you're speaking truth, you're you're most likely dealing with these similar types of attacks of spiritual warfare. So we've been getting into spiritual warfare on Sunday. We've been talking about some of these things. But yesterday, you know, after having a few interactions with people throughout the day, and God just really put some things on my heart. And, you know, I started writing this post. And my wife was like, gosh, you're still writing that post? I mean, it, it went on for at least over an hour where I wrote this post. And I'm going to read it to you because I want to share some of my heart on this. And I'll probably stop along the way and explain a little bit more. But I hope this resonates with you because this is what the Spirit of God has had on my heart today. You know, we can't get too caught up in our own agenda, caught up in, you know, our own, uh, you know, dreams and visions. And, 
and forget what God wants to do because God is on the move. He wants to move. He's waiting on us. And so I'm going to read this and uh, share a little bit. So let's do that. So I said, Dear Christian world, please know this comes from a place of love. I hope we can all look at this and really seek the heart of God. Now, for this instance, you're listening to this, but same thing. Let's, Let's seek the heart of God. I believe it's going to be a game changer if we do. It's not meant to be harsh. I know words can sometimes be taken that way, but now you guys are actually going to hear my voice, so uh, hopefully you can hear where this is coming from. Uh, This is from years of observation and much prayer. I mean that. Uh, I love the body of Christ. I do. I'm not here to be a body of Christ basher, if you will. I'm not here to bash the body of Christ. I know a lot of people do that. That's not my intention. I love the body of Christ. I love people of God. I believe the Lord is speaking to us. And so I want to see us set up for success and walking in the fullness of God's anointing that comes from his Holy Spirit. But here's here's the ask. Can we please just check our hearts? All of us. I'm not exempt and will also do the same. And again, I mean that. Now, listen to this, okay? Ministry. I mean real ministry. Okay, ministry. It's not glamorous. It's walking out a calling. Now, let me just stop here, okay? What I mean by that is that, you know, a lot of times people will see a certain image or they'll see certain aspects of the ministry and they think, oh my gosh, like that's so amazing. I just want to be like that. And, and the reason why some people want it, not all people, but some people, is because they want to be famous or they want to have attaboys or they want, you know, they're, they're, they want pats on the back or they want to be recognized. And so right there, that's the wrong motive. Yet that's a lot of people's motive. Let's just be real. And unfortunately, a lot of people in ministry, you know, I guess quote unquote ministry, have a similar motive. That, that's the wrong motive. So that's why we got to address this because God is coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. He's coming back for a church that is truly willing to hunger and thirst for righteousness, right? So let me continue on. Says this whole thing, it's not about a name or ministry. And again, listen now, okay, it's okay to have a ministry with a name, obviously. I have a ministry with a name. I mean, the Lord's given it to us. It's not my ministry, it's his. But yeah, it's called Todd Coconado Ministries. Why? Because that's like the easiest way for people to find us. You know, I used to have a different name a while back. You know, we had a church in California and we had a different name. And I would find it would be hard for people to find us because there's other churches with similar names and they get confused. And and so somebody just gave me some good advice. They said, name it Todd Coconado Ministries because that way it's, it's very easy to find and people will know it's you. And so that's why we named it that. That's why it's called the Todd Coconado Show. Do I like it to be my name? Not really. Honestly, it brings more heat than anything. Um, you know, I get a lot of fake news attacking me and, you know, it's my name is on the show. So, you know, think about that, right? Is that really something that I personally want? Probably not. But it just it just so happens in this in this work that I do. That's the easiest way. You know, if I'm speaking at a conference or I'm somewhere and people say, well, how do I find your information? Well, I say PastorTodd.org. Super easy, right? So if they can't spell my name, PastorTodd.org or ToddCoconado.com. So that's why we have a ministry name. But it should always be about the Lord. And about his business. The day that we stop being about his business, we've missed the mark. We've missed it. Okay? And so this is not about a 501c3. And again, yes, you can have a 501c3, but we're beholden to God. I know there's a lot of people that have been quoting out there Romans 13. We're beholden to God first. Not the government players first. God first. And that's that's where our, uh, our allegiance is. That's who we're devoted to if we're a true remnant believer is God and his word. What does his word say? I'm willing to die for his word, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I know it's a big statement, but you know what? Someday we may have to make that decision. It's going to be hard. Listen, we need to be sold out, 110% sold out 
and I'm sold out. I believe you're sold out as a remnant warrior. So it's not about a 501c3. It's not about that, okay? It's not about fame. I mentioned that earlier. If it is, that's going to be our reward. Listen, these guys and these women out there that, you know, it's about fame or it's about their notoriety or how many books they have or how many millions of dollars that they can store up here on, on the earth in earthly treasures, that's going to be their reward. I want my reward to be in heaven. Do you want your reward to be in heaven? I believe you do. Okay, so it's not about fame. It's not about being a mini celebrity. Listen, in this new culture that we live in, this has been going on for about 20 years now, maybe a little bit longer, since the development of the mega church culture and the seeker-friendly culture, there have been Christian celebrities that have been made. Listen, let's just be honest. And again, some of these guys that may be you know, considered a Christian celebrity, like Kirk Cameron, I love Kirk Cameron, you know, he's coming out here to Tennessee this Thursday. Actually, I'm going to be with him. Um, he, he's, not, he's, he's not prideful. He's very kind. He's very humble. So he's not who I'm talking about. This man is out there standing for the truth. He's out there, you know, doing his part. So that's not what I mean by Christian celebrity, okay? So I don't want you to get it twisted. What I mean is these people that think that they're better than us, you know, they're better than you, okay, or better than me, that there's some elitist type. No, that's not what this is about. In fact, it should be opposite. We need to get over ourselves. If that's what you desire, become an actor, okay, if that's the goal. That's not the goal over here, and I believe that you understand what I'm saying. There's celebrity Christians. Again, not Kirk Cameron. That's not what I'm talking about, I want to make the distinction here. I'm talking about some of these other people that have made a name for themselves as a Christian, but that they're really just living like a celebrity instead of like a consecrated, set-apart, uh, you know, be ye holy for I am holy Christian that's standing and influencing the culture and speaking in the full word of God. I'm going to give you another, another example of somebody who I do not think is a Christian celebrity, what I'm saying. Danny Gokey, this is a patriot. Danny Gokey's a patriot. He's out there standing for truth. I know the guy. Okay, not, not what I'm talking about, okay? I'm talking about some of these other people. And again, I don't, I'm not here to bash people, so that's why I'm, uh, I'm not specifically naming a name. Okay, the people that I just named are good people, not bad. But there are people that are out there that are many celebrity types in the Christian world. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. And, and, and this, listen, we need to get over ourselves, okay? It's not about that. It's not about money, okay? Listen, the money belongs to him. God could yank all this away from us tomorrow. Okay, now when I sit here and I, you know, we, we take tithe and offering for the church, that goes to the ministry. Listen, here at Tide Coconut Ministries, we're very transparent. If you, if you give a tithe or an offering, it just goes right back to the ministry, right back to the work of the kingdom. In fact, oftentimes, I don't even talk about it. We've actually been helping certain people that have been reaching out to the ministry that are in destitute place. And I wish I could do more. And I think I'm going to create a fund for that eventually. Uh, we have to figure out the legalities behind that. But I'd like to be able to help more people. And that's something that we're going to do. But we've already been doing that. So when you give to this ministry, we're sowing back because we fear the Lord. Okay, but some people aren't. Some people are just, you know, making it about money in the Christian world. And it's, well, that's a business. Then you're a businessman. You're not a Christian. Okay, now it's, it's, it's not a bad thing if you're a marketplace Christian and you're, and you're wealthy. I'm not saying that God doesn't want Christians to be blessed. You know, I, I believe there are some people that have an anointing for that. In fact, some of you have an anointing. In fact, without you, we wouldn't be able to do this broadcast. So I'm not here to condemn you. That's an anointing. That's a blessing. But you got to steward it. Okay. There, there's a woman, and she might be listening to this right now, who is one of the biggest tithers of this ministry, and she blesses me beyond belief. And I can't even tell you her heart. I honestly don't know that we would be able to do many of the things that we do without this woman. Okay. She, she asked me, she says, Pastor Todd, what do you need? I say, oh my gosh, I, it's so hard for me. Okay. It's so hard for me. But thank God, I really believe the Lord has sent her because honestly, only about 2% or less of the people that listen to this show and attend the church service on Sunday online 
And uh, I honestly give to the ministry. I wish it was more uh, because we'd be able to do so many more things. But it's a very small group of you. So thank you to those that tithe. Thank you to those that, that give an offering to this ministry. You can't, I can't even tell you how much we appreciate you. And if you, you know, if you said, well, gosh, I wish Pastor Todd would thank me, I want you to know I'm thanking you right now because you, without you, we could not do this. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You are a blessing from the Lord. And let me just tell you that when you give to this ministry, we, we put it right back. Very, we live very frugally, my family and I, very frugally, because we fear the Lord. Now, again, is it okay for Christians to have wealth? Yes, because certain people are anointed for that. But we can't make it an idol is what I'm saying. We can't make it an idol. There are some people, and that's who I'm talking about here, that have made money an idol. So there's a distinction. There's an anointing to be a financier in the kingdom of God, to be somebody that sows and that blesses and that funds the kingdom, like the woman I just spoke about, many of you that have given, thank you, Jesus. But then there's people that make money an idol. And there's also people, by the way, that withhold. Now, listen, how sad is it that as a pastor, I got to say this, but literally about 2% of the people give. So when we look at the statistics and the audience and, and how many people are listening, and I think, my goodness, like, you know, if we, if more people understood tithing, then this ministry, our reach, and the things that we could do would be so much stronger. Now, thank God, you know, the Lord has blessed us and we're able to do things, and I don't take that lightly, and and I steward that very, very carefully because as the leader of this ministry, I have to. Uh, I fear the Lord, and I know the Lord will take me. Listen, the Lord will take me out. Let me tell you something. If I am if I do something wrong, okay, I, I fear the Lord. Now, am I? is it a bad fear? No, it's a good fear. It's a healthy fear. I have reverence. I have honor for the Lord. Okay, that's what I mean by that, okay? All right, I hope that makes sense. If you have any questions about that subject matter, email me at todd.coconado, todd.coconado at rlcus.org because I would love to have that conversation if you have any questions. Again, in my heart, it all belongs to him, okay? Uh, it's not about accolades. It's not about pats on the back. Uh, we should be seeking God's word, his heart, his plan, his perfect will. That that supersedes it all, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not here to get out of boys. I'm not here to get pats on the back. In fact, there's people that get mad at me for some of the things I say. But I'm here to speak the truth. I love you. I love the body of Christ. I love truth. I love the Lord, most of all. Okay, and I, and I am beholden to the Lord. I am beholden to what he wants, his word. And, and sometimes there are certain things that need to be said and they're uncomfortable to say. They're not gonna, you know, a lot of people aren't gonna like them. Like I just came out against Halloween because honestly, I, I've looked into Halloween. And we'll probably do a show about this the next couple of days because I've looked into Halloween and uh, you know what? It's demonic. And I know there's Christians out there that don't see anything wrong with it. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to condemn you. But you know what? I would implore you. I would advise you as a pastor to look into the origins of Halloween and see what you're actually celebrating. Now, I know there's some churches that do harvest festivals. And again, that's different. Okay. I'm talking about celebrating the demonic holiday of Halloween. That holiday is demonic. And again, we'll do a show about that. Okay. So anyways, uh, it's not about the accolades. It's not about the attaboys. It's not about, listen, it's not about popularity. We should instead fear the Lord and what he wants of us. That's the key. I've seen the Lord literally move in, in certain situations where he did yank a ministry away from somebody, okay, because they were they were doing these things. They were they made it about this. The people that made it about these things, okay, the Lord, there's a shifting that's taking place right now. There's a separation of the wheat from the chaff, and you better believe if you're one of these people 
and this is what you've made it about, you better believe you, you're walking on very thin ice right now. And I believe that if you're listening to this program, the Lord is saying, repent and turn away and, and get your heart right because he's coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. That's what this season is. This season is a shaking. This season is, is, a, is a separating. It's a sifting of the wheat from the chaff. And you better believe that's why we still have a church here in America. Listen, the church is going to survive whether the country doesn't. You better believe that. Because the church is the ecclesia. The church is here until the Lord comes back. We don't have a guarantee the United States is here until the Lord comes back. But we do have a guarantee that the church. So you better believe the church is going to be here. So make sure that you understand the the absolute um, dire need for us to repent as a body of Christ and to not get caught up in these things. And I believe for many years we've been off track. And that's why the Lord's allowing this season because he's given us more time to get it right. And he's, he's raising up certain voices, people around the country, you know who they are, to speak truth so that the other people that are still in this muck and mire make a change. And, and that, that this is a mercy season right now, but th- that's going to run out. And the Lord's going to yank some people from ministry. You better believe this, okay? People are going to be yanked from ministry, and, and there's going to be expose. There's going to be things that come out that people are going to be shocked. And I believe we're going to see more of that, okay? So it's not about ministry size, Jesus had 12 that he ministered to on a regular basis. Now, of course, I know he spoke to 5,000 and, you know, big groups of people, but ultimately, most of the time, Jesus was pouring into those 12, and it was those 12 that eventually changed the world. So do not despise small beginnings. Do not despise if you got a Bible study and there's five people that come. You know what? The Lord is using it, and he's pouring in, and you don't know this, but maybe one of those people that you say, oh, my gosh, I only have 12 people, pour into them. Okay, don't bury your gifts, don't bury your talent. Pour into them as if it was hundreds, as if it was thousands. And you know what? One of those people could very well be the next Billy Graham, okay? You have to understand that. One of these people could be somebody that literally changes the culture, okay? So it's not about size. It's not about followers, okay? Same thing. Jesus had 12, okay? He wasn't out, Jesus wasn't out there to be popular. He wasn't out there to build a mega church. Jesus was out there to, to build disciples, to make disciples, Okay, and activate these people. And that's what we're here to do is we're here to go about the, the same mission really is, is the Great Commission to go in and make disciples. Disciples is mentoring, pouring into people, spending time with people. It's important. It's critical. Okay, it's not about comparing to others. I see so many people for so many years comparing their ministry. Oh my gosh, it's so small. You feel bad about your ministry being small. Stop. This ministry started off as small. For many years, we were small. And so one day the Lord said, okay, you know what? I'm going to expand your territory. You've been faithful. I've anointed you. Here you go. Boom. And it, was, it wasn't us. You know, we couldn't put together some type of marketing strategy or church growth seminar. It was the Lord's hand and anointing. And all of a sudden the, the podcast listens shot way up I, to millions. I don't know how it happened. It was God. It was him. All of a sudden, you know, the Facebook follower, all, all, everything just started exploding. I said, what in the world's going on? This is the Lord. It, w- it was the time. Yeah, see the, see the bell just rang. He's like, yep, you're right. See, it's not us. That's what I'm trying to say. This is not Todd Coconato. This is not me. None of this is me. Listen, tomorrow if the Lord decided to yank this you know, away, if I was in disobedience or something happened or whatever reason the Lord yanked it away, I'd have to you know, do something else. But for now, the Lord's hand and, and calling is on you know, this ministry, and I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be like Isaiah, you know, send me, I'll go. That's what I said. I'm willing. I showed up, but God did the rest. This is about the Lord. This is about his Holy Spirit. It's holy. He's worthy. The day it becomes about me, I've lost, I've lost it all. The day that it becomes about me, I'm off course. You understand what I'm saying? It's so important we get this. So you can't compare. 
Each of us has a unique calling. We can't compare. It's not about jealousy. My goodness, don't be jealous of your brother. That's a sin. Don't be jealous of your sister. Don't compare. Don't be jealous. Don't envy. Those things are sin. They're anti-fruits. Anti-fruits of the spirit. God says literally they're sin. Okay, we can't we can't do that, guys. We can't allow jealousy to take root. Okay, it's not about being part of a cool crowd. This is not high school. My goodness, if you're still trying to be cool, popular, it's not high school. Stop. Okay, that that's immaturity. God has his hand on your life. You have a unique calling. He's called you by name. Don't compare yourself. If you haven't had an expansion of the territory yet, just be faithful with what the Lord has given you. You know, just do the thing that he's telling you to do. He's going to take care of the rest. If, if he never expands the territory, I know amazing, powerful preachers that their church never got bigger than 100 people, but yet they've impacted so many lives because they're real. And you know what? I know I know one of these guys right now, He's he actually helps fund this ministry. Uh, you know, he gives a, a monthly donation, a monthly tithe. And I tell you, I honor this man. I honor this man because you know what? He, he's got a, you know, what would be considered a small church, but this man is a giant in the kingdom of God. He's a man of God. He's a man of integrity. He's one of the people that, honestly, I look up to because you know what? I've, I've seen that he's real, and I appreciate that's the kind of people that I want to partner with. That's the kind of people that I, it's not the people that think they're many celebrities. It's the humble people. It's the people that are actually standing that are really amazing. I mean, just God sees. You see what I'm saying? God sees and knows all. It's not about a denomination, okay? There's no denominations in heaven. I know many of you are part of a denomination. That's fine. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not against denominations, but I do think that some denominations have got off course, and I think some are actually really messed up, and they're embracing sin, which I don't know how they can justify that, but they are, okay? So there's no denominations in heaven. I believe there's going to be certain people that were of certain sects of Christianity and when I mean sex, it's like S-E-X-S-E-C-T, not S-E-X. Okay, I want to make that distinction. Certain sex. I know my voice sometimes on, on the podcast, people are like, what are you talking about, Pastor Tribe? I got to be very clear, okay? Certain groups, okay, of, of, of Christianity, you know, where, where you, you say maybe, well, I don't think that group is saved. But you know what? If somebody's seeking the Lord and they have a personal relationship with Jesus, and they're going into the secret place and they're they're going deeper in their faith and their in their walk and they're and they're pressing in and they're learning the word of God. The, the Bible says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. We listen, being consecrated is so important. Being consecrated is such a, a big part of Christianity. We've got to be set apart, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to be consecrated. We've got to listen, that's what's gonna set us apart from the world. We're in it, but we're not of it. We're consecrated. Holiness. Why don't people talk about this anymore? Holiness, purity. This is what God wants. A church without spot nor wrinkle, not the church of Laodicea. Okay. So it's not about a denomination. It's not about talent. I've been talking a lot about this, but some people think talent is anointing. There's a distinction. Anointing comes from spending time in the secret place. Okay. Anointing comes from somebody hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Anointing comes from faith comes from what? From hearing. Hearing from what? From the word of God. You got to know the word. So just because somebody's talented or they're articulate, listen, Barack Obama was talented. He was a great speaker. Let's just be honest. Very articulate, very well-spoken. You know, he would, I mean, he, I think he's anointed by the enemy, to be quite honest with you, but he's not anointed by God. The gifts come without repentance though. So I guess he does have a gifting. Maybe it's a God-given gifting. I know that somebody's going to probably argue with me about what I just said. Okay. So yes, the gifts do come uh, without repentance. So yes, he's anointed, but 
I think he's using his anointed for the enemy is what I'm saying. He's not using his anointing for, for God. How do I know that? By his fruit. The Bible says you know them by their fruit. The fruit is anti, anti-God. So therefore, he's not, he's not, his, his anointing is not being used for the kingdom. So therefore, I think the enemy is using him because if, if, if you don't serve the Lord, guess who you serve? So we know that, right? And we've seen it by the fruit of his life. So he's talented though. You see the distinction? But when somebody's walking in holiness and purity and righteousness, hungering and thirsting for the word of God, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, that person is anointed by God. That person may be talented, but they're also anointed. So they may have both, but you got to distinct between just talent and talent and, talent and anointing. Anointing is what breaks the yoke of bondage. Does that make sense? So we need to be mindful of these things, okay? And yearn to be more Christ-like. Making it about the above things is how we got into this mess. I really believe that. We need to change these things. Now is the time, not later, now. Uh, We're in a critical situation, ladies and gentlemen. Critical situation as a nation, as a world. On numerous occasions, I've heard the Lord saying that he wants to move. He's ready to move. I really believe this. He wants to pour out his spirit. He wants to step in. He wants to change the situation as it stands. But here's the deal. We need to get out of his way. We need to stop quenching the Holy Spirit. We need to have ears to hear. We need to, to stop you know, acting as if it's business as usual. There's a scripture. It's very powerful. It says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit in me. That's found in the book of Psalm uh, 51, 10 through 19, I believe. Okay, um, powerful, powerful set of scriptures there. Creating me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit. We need to stop acting like the world. We need to stop with the nonsense, the fear, the one-upmanship, okay? People want real. People want authentic. People are hungry. That's why God is raising up a remnant. That's why You're part of that rising remnant. You've been hidden away, many of you. God is raising up a remnant for a time as this. You were made for a time as this. If you're dealing with a lot of warfare, that's why. But don't worry, because we have the power in Jesus Christ and by the power of his Holy Spirit to overcome the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, G. You're not a loser. You're a winner in Jesus Christ. You are on the winning team. You are set up for success. But here's the deal, okay? I've been watching... The stuff that I've been talking about just a few minutes ago, okay, for most of my life, for over 20 years in the ministry, and let me tell you, let me break the news, this is not what it's about. If it is, our hearts are in the wrong place, and we need to repent. So this is the message, ladies and gentlemen, because God wants to move. God wants to move, but the message is we need to repent. We need to stop trying to be relevant by acting like the world. We need to come out from among them, be set apart. We need to be standing for righteousness. We need to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. What does the Bible say? Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Okay? We need to operate in the fruits of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What are the fruits of the Spirit? Well, here they are. You can find this in Galatians uh, 5, through 23. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against those things, there's no law because that's what God wants us to do. That's the fruit. If you see love, if you see joy, if you see peace, if you see forbearance, if you see kindness, if you see goodness, if you see faithfulness, if you see gentleness, if you see self-control, these are the things that God wants us to operate in. That's a person to God that operates in those things. Do you operate in those things? I hope you do. I believe you do. Okay, I believe that you do. The anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. Here's the deal, guys. We've got to forgive. 
We've got to have mercy. We've got to have grace. We've got to show God's love. We've got to respect our elders, respect our parents, even if you don't agree with them. Respect them. Show them the, the fruit of the Spirit. Respect others. Be kind. There's so many Christians out there, or at least people that are calling themselves Christians, that are moody. Moody. I see these people just moody, 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 moody. Stop it. If that's you, it's okay. I'm not here to condemn you and judge you today. I'm here to show you love. But I'm here in a loving way to say stop. Stop being moody. You're holding stuff back from yourself. You're holding blessings from yourself. Stop it. Okay, respect all people, especially people of God. Does that mean we agree with them? No. But we show them God's love. We pray for them. We hate the sin, but we love the sinner. Respect all people of God. We're not better than others just because we might have managed to get a following. I see this a lot. People with a big following, they think, oh, yeah, you know, I got a big following. I'm better than that pastor. He's only got 100 people in his church. He's only got 50 people. No, you're not better, dude. You're not better. Just because you got a big following. Listen, Satan got a big following, okay? A lot of actors and actresses that are demonic people have a big following. So just because you got a following doesn't mean you're better, okay? It's up to us how we steward that. Now, God has blessed us with the following, just like I, I spoke to a couple of minutes ago where all of a sudden he started giving this ministry a following. You know, all, all my accounts started going up. What's going on here? Well, this is the Lord because he trusts me with it. But what am I going to do with it? Am I going to hug her and thirst for righteousness? Am I going to steward this correctly? Am I going to start getting prideful? Am I going to start thinking I'm better than these other people? No, that's ridiculous. I'm not. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I, I'm so thankful and humbled that the Lord trusts me, but I, I have to exude the fruit of the Spirit. I got to be in the Word of God. I got to die to my flesh daily. I'm no better than anybody. Pride comes before a fall. Even the most evil of men and women can obtain a following. God can yank it from us anytime. Stay humble. God is looking for a repentant church, a humble people of God who are willing to call upon the name of the Lord, a people who are willing to consecrate themselves, ourselves, and walk in an upright manner. A people who can operate in the love of Jesus Christ and become history makers for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The, the day that this becomes about us, we miss the mark, ladies and gentlemen. The day that this becomes about us, we've missed it. We have got to stay focused on the prize. We've got to be about the mission. The mission is to go and make disciples. The mission is to stand for truth and righteousness. The, the mission is to be ye holy for I am holy. The mission is, is, is all the things that we talk about almost every single day. And I'm not here to be mean or, listen, I'm not here to bash you. I hope that you didn't take this as like a harsh thing. I'm not here to be harsh today. Listen, I love you so much. God loves you even more than I do, okay? God loves you so much. You are fearfully and wonderfully made for a time as this. He is with you. He's with us. He will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. I believe what's been done in darkness will be brought to light. I believe that every bad thing that's happened to you, God's going to turn around, use it for his glory if he has not already. I believe that's the plan. Nothing that you have been through will be wasted. Continue to stand, press ahead, praise from a, a position of victory. Walk into the battle from a position of strength. You're on the winning team, saint of God, and you are going to overcome. So stand firm, stand fast, hold your ground, Trust the, the, the Lord, trust his plan, trust God's plan, get in his perfect will, repent from any sin and unrighteousness, turn from it, and, and let's take back this territory for the kingdom of God, amen?
Hallelujah. I feel the anointing right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being with us today. I pray that each and every person that listens to this broadcast will be blessed today. I pray you'd encourage them, you strengthen them in their faith, Lord God. We give you the glory. Lord, you're doing something new. You're doing something fresh. You're not done with this nation. You're not done with the people of God, but you are waking up. You're rising up a remnant for a time as this. Thank you, Lord, for choosing us. Lord, you say many are called, but few are chosen. Thank you, Lord, that this group is a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and we do stand on your promise, which is yes and amen, hope in a future. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in to Todd Coconado Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless you. If you want to help this ministry, you can go to toddcoconado.com, toddcoconado.com. If you need to talk to me, you can email me, todd.coconado, todd.coconado at rlcus.org. Go to toddcoconado.com slash give. If you are able to support this ministry, you make a huge difference. We are doing so many things, as I mentioned earlier. That's why I got to go because my day is absolutely packed today. But I always make time when I can, hopefully, for the podcast because this is how we uh, communicate as a remnant community. And I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. I stand with you. Thank you for writing me. Thank you for each and every person that's standing. Thank you for your prayers. Oh, my goodness, we couldn't do it without you. And we're praying for you And we bless you in Jesus' name. God bless. We'll be back tomorrow.